So tonight's session is going to be all about the progress principle, which is something that I am, I've discovered recently and I've listened to another podcast today and I think it's something that we can apply to what we do very much with our health and well-being. It is very much in line with my sort of coaching ethos. All the stuff that we talk about on a, a weekly basis, everything that you hear me say, and I think it's a principle that I think is going to be really really powerful for you with your health and well-being journey and like I say it fits in perfectly with everything that we normally talk about on the mindset front so tonight's session is going to be quite heavy on the mindset so please do bear with me but I can promise you that if you listen to it through to the end you are going to find it very very useful and I'm going to finish off with one really small practical action that you can do to help you with your motivation your momentum and your discipline around your health and well-being so as always, it is a Monday check-in. So if you want to ask any questions, if I've given you some feedback in your check-in, uh, please do respond to it. Um, if you've got any questions, if you want to comment, if you've got anything at all that you want to share with me tonight, if you just want to let me know something awesome that's happened in the day, please do just pop a comment below. Hey, Soph, uh, and I will get back to you um, as we work through this session. So any comments, please pop them in. Likewise, whilst we go through the session, it's really useful for you and for other people in the team. If I say something that particularly resonates with you, if you feel like it's a takeaway, just pop it in the comments because what happens is people can come and watch the video and as they look through the comments, they see all of your takeaways and it's like a little bit of pre-learning before they've even started it's useful for you as well because typing it out uses a part of the brain where we can just remember it a little bit better as we know and also it then means that those people who come after you they're going to be listening out to the, for that point which means they're going to be more engaged it's just a nice little pre-learning trick um, that i learned in the classroom so if you can pop a little comment on that would be awesome if something stands out for you so without further ado let's get into it so the progress principle what is the progress principle Essentially, it is based on the power of small wins. And this, the power of small wins, was an article by the Harvard Business Journal, which was pretty much trying to find out how people's motivation worked, what made a good day, what made a bad day for workers and staff, and what basically would allow businesses to get the most productivity out of their staff. But like I say, it's something that we can apply straight away with our health and well-being. So bit of background, what they did and the Harvard Business Journal did a bit of a study. They took 238 people, participants, workers, and they got them to keep detailed journals about their mo their mood, their momentum, their motivation, how they were feeling throughout the working day, things that happened, whether they drank alcohol, whether they had a good morning, whether they had coffee, what they had for lunch, how they felt at the end of the day, how many tasks they completed, the whole shebang really sort of went in depth. And over the course of this trial, they managed to keep 12,000 journal entries. So there's a lot of data that this comes from. So it's, it's quite sort of well embedded in, in the statistics. And they asked the question, what makes a good day? What makes you feel like you've got momentum, like you're moving forward? And what they found was that 76% 76, 76 of the days that people deemed to be good days were days where they felt they had made progress. And what's really, really interesting is that it didn't actually matter how big or small that progress was. So you're probably already starting to think how this is going to impact you and, and what we're going to do with it. Even more so, about 28% of those days that were good days actually included, they specifically detailed that it was a small progress measure or they call it a minor progress. So something really, really small still for 28% of those good days came from even the smallest progress measure. So what can we sort of take from that? 
We can take from that that dopamine, that reward chemical for making progress, the one that makes us do the things, gets get out, gets that uh, can't speak, gets us out of bed, gets us to you know thousands of years ago design the spear and design the wheel and, and make progress, build houses and all this kind of stuff. That dopamine chemical was really really important in spurring us on, and people actually felt better their mood was better they were more energized they were more productive because they had some progress particularly earlier on in the day so progress is really really important you feeling like you're moving forward is really important and what i've come up with recently as you know is the brand new program overview so you've got your three pillars you've got managing mindset sorry mastering mindset you've got honing health and then you've also got um winning well-being through those sort of three pillars we've now got those three phases and the whole reason that we are structuring the program overview like this is so that you can look at that document you can see what you're ticking off and you can see that you are going through phase one into phase two into phase three and yeah you might do the odd one here and there just by sort of coincidence and things that we talk through but actually going through and ticking those off is going to feel make you feel like you're making progress so again really good for your momentum and, and for stretching your vision on your journey now, one of the other things that came out of this study that was really interesting was that particularly when the progress was built into a meaningful piece of work, people felt like they had a lot of momentum. They felt like they were moving forward. And I want you to apply this to you. So I want you to imagine that the meaningful work is you. You are the meaningful project, okay? I want you to imagine that you, your health, your well-being, you are the most important project that you'll ever work on. There will nothing, there'll be nothing ever that you do in your life that is more important than working on yourself. Because through your self-development, through looking after your health, through changing your mindset, through mastering your well-being, those different things are going to allow you to impact more people and have a greater impact. And again, that is the biggest, the second biggest thing other than progress, that connection and that and that, that supporting of others is what made people feel the most fulfilled they found. So again, for teachers, we've already got a very, very fulfilling job in lots of aspects. I know there's some not so great aspects, but we've already got some of the really easy sort of blocks that we can put together to start really mastering our mindset, right? We've got the progress part that we can work on together and you can work on in school. You've got the connection part that you can have with colleagues and the children and, and you've got the support part that you can have with your class as well and just the work that you do so you've got some of the biggest the, the some of the blocks that most of you know a lot of the people who are not very happy are missing from their lives we've got some of those big blocks already there we just need to rearrange them and put them in place to support us so we have got a lot of the pieces and i think that's that's a real sort of um bonus of teaching and the work that we do so what they also found was that we are wired for pro, pro, pro for progress. Like I said, it's the most powerful thing that we, that we have going on in our minds. That dopamine feedback loop, the progress loop, they call it. We put effort in, we get an outcome, we see a result of our hard work, and then we feel amazing for it. Okay, that is the um, progress loop, and we can utilize that with our health and well-being, which is pretty awesome. It's how we continue to snowball. It's how we continue momentum and motivation. Um, and on that point, the difference between motivation and momentum, because lots of people will say, oh, I just, just don't feel motivated. When people very, very, very first message me, often they say, I've got no willpower, I've got no time, and I've got no motivation. Those are three really common ones. Willpower is like a muscle, as we know. It's going to get more tired the more you use it. But again, if you rest it, you're going to get stronger with it. 
Time is something we need to make. We're never, ever going to be given it. And motivation is fleeting. Motivation is doing what you want to do when you fancy doing it. And let's be honest, if you were to do things only when you fancied it, you probably eat vegetables once in a blue moon. You probably would get outside for a walk once a week and you probably wouldn't go to work, right? We can't rely on motivation to do anything. Humans aren't built for motivation. We're built for progress. And let's sort of get a bit more into that about how we can kind of build that in. So like I said, we have this sort of inbuilt feedback loop progress is going to make us want more so that's momentum that's why we talk about momentum we often think like i say it it goes feel motivated feel like we've got motivation do the action get the result feel like we've got more motivation but that means that every single time we're trying to do something or make changes we're always relying on motivation coming first the truth is that motivation isn't the first part of that loop the first part of that loop is actually action So we need to find ways to build discipline. We need to find ways to make sure that actually, okay, we are being able to get our own wheels turning, if if that makes sense. We are able to snowball our own sort of health and well-being, our our own actions, almost like we need to be able to make our own motivation. And that comes through discipline, which we're going to talk about in a bit. We cannot rely on motivation because that's never going to get us there. Motivation is fleeting. Okay. It's like the British weather. It comes and it goes. So how can we do this? How can we do, how can we sort of take this and put it into practice and make sure that we are using it to fuel our own momentum and to get that progress principle and put it into place? Now, there's one really, really simple thing that we can do. Straight away, everyone can do this right now. You can reduce your threshold of, of what makes a win for you, okay? So you can go away and instead of thinking, I need to hit the stone mark, you know, losing a stone, I need to get five workouts in, I need to get 10,000 steps every single day. Instead of looking at the end of the week goals, or even like the end of your big goal goals, which a lot of us do, Ella's done a lot of sessions recently about breaking your journey up and not looking at the end goal and looking at points in the middle and, you know, looking at celebrating wins and all these sorts of things. Instead of looking at those big lofty goals, which we're headed towards, you can break it down into the really low hanging fruit. So reduce your threshold for what you consider to be a win. Because remember, the progress principle, we feel like we're making the most progress when we see um, the the wins coming in, right? We feel like we have a great day when we are making progress. Just to go back to that statistic, 76% of the good days contain days where where the workers saw the progress. So we need that progress. So what could consider can um, constitute a win? We could be drinking more water that day. You might be able to get five minutes of walking in more than you normally do. You might be able to squeeze an extra fruit or veggie in during the day. You might be able to get 30 minutes of screen-free time before bed, whereas the night before you only got 15 minutes. You might even be able to add a few more repetitions at the end of a workout on a particular exercise. What I'm saying is don't wait for these huge milestones to celebrate the wins because that's going to be very few and far between on your journey and the problem is if we only wait for the big successes to celebrate the wins we're going to have ups and downs and ups and downs a lot of downs because that's life before you get to this really big goal you're going to celebrate it you'll feel amazing for a day or two and then it's going to be another chapter of ups and downs and ups and downs and ups and downs we need as many little wins along that path as we possibly can to get us through the lulls and to get us through the down patches. Remember, 76% of good days are days that have progress. So we need to make that progress. So this is gonna play into that positive feedback loop, that progressive feedback loop, where 
we put effort in, we get a reward, we get the outcome, and then we feel amazing for it. We get the dopamine reward and it's gonna really spur us on. We also need to remember about neuroplasticity. We all know about neuroplasticity. We know that it is actually possible for us to rewire our brains. We can literally change our brains. We can rewire and reforge the connections in our mind. You can go from someone who has a very, very strong negativity bias for someone who looks at the positives in life. It is possible. Literally, the makeup of your brain is it's malleable. It's like plastic. It's neuroplasticity. And how do we do that? Essentially, we just have repetitions, just like kids learning the two times table, just like children learning their spelling, like a toddler learning to walk, like someone quitting smoking and learning how to do something else instead. All of these things rely on neuroplasticity, which re requires repetition after repetition of the habit. Of course, if you're you haven't got momentum and you're not seeing progress, you're not going to really feel like you want to go and you want to do these repetitions, which is why this low hanging fruit and celebrating the smallest possible wins is really, really important. So we talked about neuroplasticity. We talked about um, the repetitions and I want you to think about repeating these little habits, these low hanging fruit. I want you to think about that as practices. Every time you do it again, we talk about casting votes, don't we? We talk about, um, building, adding a brick to your wall. We use all these different analogies, but think about it as practices. Every time you do the thing, you are practicing, excuse me, getting better at it. So that's sort of the progress principle. When we are seeing progress, we feel bloody amazing. We feel great. So how can we see more progress? We can lower the threshold. This doesn't mean lower your standards, it just means lower the threshold. So that's sort of the first half of the progress principle. The second half that I wanna to talk to you about today is the fact that to do those things, to practice those habits, to pick the low hanging fruit, you are sometimes, in fact, probably, I would go as far as saying the majority of the time, over 50%, you are gonna to have to do something that you don't really wanna do. Because let's be honest, the easy option in the long term is going to get you down a pretty hard path. If you were to take the easy option of when you're stressed, you drink alcohol every single time. When you are tired, you rely on takeaways. When you have no motivation, you don't go out and do any exercise. If you were to take the easy option, rather than having a good evening routine, you binge another two hours of Netflix. Those are all the easy ways out. Those are the habits that we rely upon, the crutches that we rely upon to keep us in our comfort zone. If we choose the easy options all the time, we are gonna end up with a very, very hard life. But luckily, the opposite is true. If we choose the hard options, we're actually gonna end up with a pretty easy life. If you can train yourself, again, neuroplasticity, rewiring the brain, if you can train yourself to, do, to take the hard path and to do the hard thing, over time, you are gonna build up a huge amount of trust and resilience in yourself. So this is the second half of it. Easy choices, hard life, hard choices, easy life. Remember that for me. So what we can do is we can start a discipline diary. Now the premise of a discipline diary is that you write down every single time you practice discipline. So essentially every single time that you make a hard choice, every single time you do the thing that you don't wanna do, so you get out of bed without snoozing your alarm, which is something I need to work on. You um, have a glass of water before you have your coffee. You know, all you want is your coffee, cold glass of water at quarter to six in the morning, doesn't go down well sometimes, but you force yourself to have a cold glass of water. Again, it could be worse. Having a cold glass of water ain't really that hard, let's be honest. But for some of us, some of the time, it, it can feel like a mountain, right? And that, that's fine, it's all relative. But choosing the hard option 
is going to build up, like I said, a huge amount of trust in yourself. Every time you do something you don't want to do, write it down. So everyone now, I want you to do this with me. If you've got a blank notepad, if you've got a Google Doc open on your laptop, if you've got a note section on your phone, doesn't matter, whatever it is, open up a new page for me. Everyone do that now, right now as you're watching. And if it's just closed me down and you're having to come back, then just bear with me. But go and get a new clean page, a new note page on your phone, on your iPad, on your tablet, or a new Google Doc. Everyone do that now. Top of that document or page, I want you to write down Discipline Diary. Now, every single time you do something that you don't really want to do, but you know it's better for you, for your health and well-being, I want you to write it down in your Discipline Diary. This will probably work best if it's on your phone because it's always in your pocket. If you can ideally do this as close as possible to the event, that will be really, really beneficial, okay? So let's say tomorrow morning, I really don't want to go to the gym. I really, really bloody don't want to go. It's cold, it's rainy, it's windy, it's horrible. I make myself go to the gym because I know in half an hour, I'm going to be so, so glad I did. And actually, if I don't go in half an hour, I'm going to be really annoyed. And I'm, going to I'm going to regret not going. So I force myself to the gym. I open up, as soon as I walk through the door of the gym, I open up my notes, I go on my discipline diary and I put down, force myself to the gym this morning. By the end of the day, you're going to be able to look back on that discipline diary and you're going to realize that actually you have put yourself first you have done the things that you didn't want to do and you have cast so many votes for U2.0 and this new identity we're trying to build. Because let's sort of get a little bit deep for a second. Every time you take the easy path, you're letting yourself down a little bit. Now, let me caveat that. Not every single time, because when you come home knackered on a Friday, sometimes it's better to come home and go to bed. That's better for your health and well-being. When it's someone's birthday, Yes, the hard path would be to not enjoy the cake, but actually, to be honest, it's someone's birthday. I might want to enjoy a bit of cake. And of course, there's always in balance and moderation, but you know what I'm talking about. That's, that's a one-off thing. Generally speaking, day to day, when you take the easy path, the easy way out, you, let, you give yourself an out, you stay in your comfort zone, you are letting yourself down. Because you know, really, in the back of your mind, we always talk about the path A and path B, path B is going to be better for you in the long term. You know that. But the identity, the old identity is keeping you from taking that action. And sometimes it's just a fact of we're just being a little bit, we just don't want to do it. And we allow our comfort bias, our sort of comfort, comfort zone to, to creep in. And we justify not choosing what we want, to, uh, what's best for us in the long term, right? Sometimes that just does happen. So what you need to remember is that every time you do make a promise to yourself and you break it. For example, I'm going to get up at six. I'm not going to snooze my alarm. And again, I'm working on that myself. When you break that promise to yourself, you're breaking a bit of self-belief down. You're breaking your self-worth down. You're breaking your self-esteem down even. And you're, you're breaking your, your, your trust in yourself down. If Think about that friend. You know the one. There is always one who's a little bit flaky, and I know we've got some friends in the team, so I hope it's not each other because that's going to be awkward. I'm joking. Um, think about the friend who's always a bit flaky. They say they're going to be there and they're just not. They say they're going to do something and they just don't. They cancel last minute. They let you down. There's always someone in your life who's a bit like that, right? Think about that person. How much, be a bit brutally honest with me, how much do you trust that person? You know, if they're always breaking their promises to you, how much do you actually trust them? How much faith do you have that they're going to pull through when it really matters? How much respect do you have for them? How much respect do you think they have for themselves? 
How much do you trust them? And be really sort of harsh on it. How much do you like them? Because you're probably going to like the friend who makes a promise and sticks with it, who is always there for you, who is always showing up for you, who is always putting you first or doing the things to support you. That's the kind of friend that you're going to like more, right? Now flip that and put that straight as you, straight on yourself. Which version of yourself are you going to respect? Therefore, self-worth. Which version of yourself are you going to trust? Self-belief. And which version of yourself are you going to like? Self-esteem, right? Self-esteem, it's in the name. It's the esteem of you from self. Self-esteem doesn't come from other people. Self-esteem comes from within. How much are you going to believe, how much are you going to trust, respect, and like that version of you who's always breaking promises? Probably not very much, which is why we need to start something like a discipline diary. We need to get into the habit of keeping the promises that you make to yourself. Because number one, frankly, you deserve it. And number two, it's the only way that you are going to get to the goals that we have discussed together. You need to keep the promises. Now, we're not talking about massive, complicated, you know, dramatic promises. We are talking about things like, like I said, low hanging fruit, having a glass of water, not snoozing your alarm, leaving your phone downstairs so you're not scrolling, not allowing yourself to scroll. TikTok is the example I always use till half past 11 at night. Have the self-respect have the self-belief and the trust in yourself to actually put yourself first. Because again, to be completely honest, if we are not the person to put ourselves first, it's not going to happen. I can't put you first. I can't come around there and, you know, grab you like Ratatouille style, sit on your shoulders and, and make you eat and drink a certain way and get you up in the morning. I can't do that. Your partner can't do that. Your colleagues can't do it. The only person that can put you first is you. So we need to really build this self-belief and we do that by showing ourselves, again, it's all about the evidence that we show ourselves, showing ourselves that actually I am the kind of person who can do this. And we do that, one of the ways that we can do it is through a discipline diary. Because every time you look through that discipline diary, you are celebrating the wins and you're celebrating the fact that you have actually, hey Georgina, sorry I've just seen that, um, you are actually doing the things that you need to do. It's really, really important. So like I say, build your self-belief, show yourself the evidence that you can do this because of course you absolutely can. And this becomes a self-perpetuating cycle. You see the evidence, we build the momentum, we go and do it. And it just repeats. More evidence, we do more. It's And that is essentially identity change. You are changing the way that you see yourself. That is that is your identity, right? Um. So was there anything else that I wanted to touch on on that one? I think I've gone through all of my notes. Um, I think that was about all of it. Um, the final thing I want to touch on, I did miss out actually, which I meant to say, when we were previously talking about um, progress, remember I said, we put in effort, we get the outcome. So we we wake up and we make our bed. We have the outcome, a nice tidy bed, tidy room, tidy mind. The bed is made when you get back in the evening. It's always much nicer. You've started off with the day, you've got a hit of dopamine and you go about your day. You've already made progress before you've even, you know, you haven't been up 30 seconds and that's great. Unless your partner is one of these people who works, uh, doesn't start work till late and they're in bed and you have to get up early. Shana's got that problem now. Um, so unless that's you, you can get up and you can make your bed and you can start that dopamine loop, that progress loop straight away. However, the problem that we have in our modern lives is that actually we get the reward, so we get the outcome without the effort. So think about social media. I'm really bashing on social media in this in, in 2023. I don't mean to, but it's, it's just it's not great for our mental health. Um, but think about scrolling through social media. You are putting in minimal effort. You're getting the reward of dopamine. 
and you're not really getting any momentum from it. In fact, it drains your momentum. Because you're getting the reward without the effort, you're having a dump load of um, dopamine dumped on you, but actually you haven't done it, you haven't earned it. And so that isn't good for progress because the effort part wasn't there. That first part wasn't there. Think about food. You're getting all the pleasure. You're in your comfort zone as well, getting all that dopamine from really tasty food, really high salt, high sugar, fatty foods, which are great in moderation. But if we're over consuming them, we're getting all this reward for what? We haven't really earned that reward. And so we get a big dump load of dopamine and it sort of short circuits us a little bit. Our brain doesn't like it. We don't do well on it. So that's something that I want to mention. That's why um, things like too much alcohol, right? Um, Things like social media, food, um, even sort of, you know, adult, adult content, if you get what I'm saying, these sorts of things give us a dump load of dopamine. And actually, we don't, we don't really deserve it in a way, we haven't really earned it. And so it, it sort of overloads us and short circuits us. And because of that, it completely crashes out our motivation. So too much dopamine for no reason can be the opposite for motivation. So at momentum and progress. So that's really, really important. But guys, that's sort of what I wanted to talk through today. I think I've probably touched on all of my notes. Let me know what are your thoughts, what part of that stood out for you. So we broke it down into two halves just to give you a recap. We talked about the progress principle and how tiny little wins is exactly how we get identity change and tiny little wins is what we need to maintain momentum. People, you know, you guys, we always talk about, right, my journey, you know, my first checkpoint is three months away. How am I going to stay motivated? How am I going to keep the momentum up throughout that journey? This is how. We have the daily wins. We tick it off. We check it off. And again, this final thing I'll say is you guys let me know what you found the most useful out of that. The final thing I'll say is that In the group yesterday, I shared our six reflection questions. Three questions for the morning, three questions for the evening. You could do them when you're brushing your teeth, either end of the day. You could do them as you're having your breakfast and your dinner. You could do them when you're on your way to work or on your way home from work, when you wake up first thing, when you go to bed. Try and bookend each day. There are three questions for the morning, three questions for the evening. Those are doing the exact same thing. They are helping you to spot the progress. They're helping you to spot the evidence that you can do this. And they're helping you to spot all of the positive things in the day. It's about pride. It's about celebrating your wins. It's about looking at the little things that you've done that actually build momentum and make you feel bloody good. Because at the end of the day, teachers, we're not great at celebrating our wins, are we? We need to get better at it because that's how we build momentum. That's how we build self-esteem, self-worth and self-belief. And ultimately, that is how we have we come about identity change. So I hope you are, um, in, you've enjoyed that. I hope there were some useful bits and bobs in there. Please let me know in the comments uh, now what you found the most useful. Was there a line? Was there a quote? Was there a perspective? What did you find most useful from that training? Just so that, um, sorry, I'm seeing comments come in. Hey, Rach. Um, just so I know what you found most useful. And so, like I say, you remember it a bit more and people who come back to the video have got a bit of pre-learning to look through. Um, Simon, great advice. Lots of homework to do this week. Yes, mate. (laughs) No, you're all good. You're all good. For tonight, just look through that success checklist and make sure you've uh, thought about this progress principle. Maybe start a new document for your discipline diary. 
that will be a very, very useful one. Very useful. Um, Kareem, can you say the effort dopamine loop again? Wanted to write it down, but can't remember what you said. COVID brain. Oh, bless you. Um, yeah, so essentially thinking about a habit loop, for example, you could also call it a progress loop. Habit loops are driven by dopamine. We have the cue, craving, response, reward, which is the habit loop, right? However, with progress, essentially the way that we, we keep momentum, think about it as a momentum loop, a progress loop, we do the thing, we take the action, and it, what we talk about is very, very small, low-hanging fruit. So we take the action, we complete complete the task, and we and then we get the reward from it. So that's sort of the, I guess, the the um, reward, the progress loop, sorry, I've said too many words tonight. That's the progress loop. We take the action, we complete the task, we get the reward. And the reward is dopamine, that feeling of, you know when you clean the kitchen and you stand back and go, oh, that's quite nice. That's dopamine. It's a reward chemical. Same thing as we get from food and, and screens and everything else. So that's sort of the loop. Most people think it works like this. Motivation, feel motivated, motivation. Go and do something you feel motivated to do. Um, get the reward, get the result, and then you suddenly feel more motivated. People think it starts with motivation, but those people are the people who only do the things they, they want to do. If you rely on motivation, you're only going to be you're only going to be doing what you fancy doing, and unfortunately, that's what most of us have done for decades, and it hasn't got us to a particularly great place with our health and well-being. So we can't rely on motivation. We need to rely on discipline, progress, and picking the and picking the low-hanging fruit. Um, Awesome. Small steps and celebrations are what we need to do for children, especially SEM children who are finding things hard. As we recognise, you need to celebrate the progress. Yeah. I don't know I didn't make that connection. Absolutely, 100%. Therefore, we need to be kind to ourselves and do exactly the same, especially when things are hard. Couldn't agree more, Helen. Spot on, absolutely spot on. We, How much of what we talk about do you already do with the children at school? Like 100% of it, right? Everything, growth mindset, resilience, try, try, try again, look for the positives, don't focus on the negatives. Like so much of what we do with mindset, you you preach every single day but it's just about taking that and embedding it with yourself it's the whole king solomon principle isn't it king solomon the king who couldn't take his own advice and it ended up getting him killed i think you know he he was giving out this amazing sage advice that built empires and he was like world renowned and you know super famous and all this stuff um but his son was a bit of a tear away um and you know did all this sort of stuff and he didn't couldn't take his own advice and it all just sort of ended in death and disaster same sort of principle we aren't we aren't good at putting advice putting into practice what we advise others to do which is tough it is tough because again it's easier to help other people because it's looking outward it's not looking inward looking inward inward is much much tougher isn't it much tougher um but let's now again we've got the four a's right awareness um accountability acceptance and action we've got the awareness around it you've got the accountability from me and if anything stuck out from you today that you want to implement something in your program drop me a text right now and let me know what you want to change or what you want to put in now it's about the acceptance of right this is where i'm at you know i'm not putting into practice what i preach to the children now it's then it's about action going and doing something about it remember knowing and not doing is the same as not knowing if you know something and you don't do anything about it, you might as well not have that information. It's the whole implementation over information, isn't it? If you can you can have all the knowledge in the world, and most of you do. Most of, everyone does. Everyone's got Google. You can find out anything. It's not about information. It's about implementation and putting this stuff into practice. And how do we keep putting it into practice? We start with the small wins. 
low-hanging fruit, as small as you can make it. Five minutes, literally five minutes, one gratitude a day, one extra glass of water, one more piece of fruit and veggies, right? Track one more meal than you did last week. It's never about perfection. It's about making progress. Really, really important. Anyway, guys, I'm going to wrap this up here. Um, Yep, exactly. Um, I'm going to wrap this up here because I think we have gone through that in quite a lot of detail. I hope this has been useful. So this was um, a journal called The Power of Small Wins by Harvard Business Journal. And it was based, it founded the progress principle. Um, You can Google it and you can go and find all the details. Um, Like I say, 238 participants, over 12,000 journal entries. And they found that on 76% of the good days, people deemed their days good, people felt like they'd made progress. So it's all about progress progress in meaningful work and the meaningful work is you you are the most important project that you that you ever ever work on anyway guys i'm gonna wrap it up here have an awesome evening hope this has been useful and i'll catch you very very soon yeah.